Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up, everybody? Ricky Whitmer here along with the Mark Weber. Dub them ease. And we're joined here on the onside kick this week, Sean Anderson. I don't know what to do with my Jason. hands. Usually I'm the one doing the You're hosting the one stuff, so I'll just wave. And, yeah, I'll just yeah wave. you get to pull off the uh, Dave from the fast break and just wave to the camera. Because there. usually when I'm here on the onside kick, I'm usually filling in for him, and usually yeah, I just mm-hmm. take his lines. And so you and just I, say, yeah. dub them ease. I don't have any lines. Like, <laughs> my lines are all them yeah. Also dub them ease. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. But thank you guys for joining us here on the onside kick this week. Video podcast for YouTube. So, uh, hey, you guys can see us trying to make is that what that is? a normal thing for you guys on YouTube. If you're on Blog Talk Radio, thank you for giving us the download today. But we got a jam-packed show, guys. Going to be talking... NFC title game, AFC title game, and then Sean, another reason why we brought you in today, we're going to be looking at uh, the GOAT, and if it can be uh, Aaron Rodgers, and of course Tom Brady is going to be in that discussion, but before we get to that one, let's start with the title games. We'll start with the AFC title game that has Sean's Patriots in there, but really the question to me for this game has nothing to do with the Patriots, because to me, they are the favorites. They are the ones everyone's expecting to win this game, especially at home, in order to move on to the Super Bowl. So I'm going to throw out this question. It's the title of the segment here on YouTube. For the Steelers, is Le'Veon Bell the key to the victory? Is he the one that needs to play well for the Steelers to beat the Patriots? See, and I understand where you're coming from, where the Patriots are the favorite here, but last year they were the complete favorites as well as against Denver, and we saw what happened there. I mean, I remember that, and I'm getting PTSD flashbacks just <laughs> thinking about it. So, I mean, I understand where we're bringing up how they are the favorites who went 14-2, but you also got to remember the Steelers were on such a hot run, and they're still on this hot run. I believe it's seven-game win streak now, seven or eight-game win streak if you got the playoff games, and they've been absolutely on fire, and this mainly due to, due to Le'Veon Bell. And, I mean, last the last game they played early in the season you know ben, big ben was out and, and Livian bell only had around 80 yards carrying so he is going to be the key because the past two games over 150 yards in both games if he's able to replicate that you know you're going to be able to get into field goal range at least for boswell to keep you know getting earning that money and getting that contract so i think that's something we should remember from the patriots being a favorite last year mm-hmm. is that the thing that came crashing down was Offensive line not being able to handle a pass rush mm. is really what it came down to. And the Steelers have another good defense. Now, I'm not going to say they're the Denver Broncos of last year because they're not. They're definitely not that. And but Texans th- were better, have a better defense Yeah, as well. I would say the Texans had a better defense for sure. Um, so I think that's part of it. You have to, to look into that to kind of replicate the pass rush that they faced last year because— you know, I know, Sean, this is one point that you like a lot is the drop in the uh, passer rating for Big Ben. Mm-hmm. If you are in New England and you're going to fall behind, you're not going to catch back up. That's just the way it is. You are not going to catch back up to the Patriots. So they have to kind of figure out that way to stop 
the Patriots from scoring these points. A big part of that beyond the defense is going to be Le'Veon Bell, of course, because if he can run effectively, you're going to control the clock. And if you keep Tom Brady off the field, it's a hell of a lot better than having Tom Brady be on the field when he's going to carve up your defense. And that's the thing that Bill O'Brien wanted last week uh, when the Patriots and Texans faced off was creating turnovers and then controlling the clock, not giving Tom Brady chances and making him play from behind. Obviously, he's been doing that his whole career. I mean, obviously, he's been able to lead comebacks throughout his whole career, but still, you don't want to give him the lead. You don't want him to mm-hmm. get comfortable. And, you know, Tom Brady's been able to pick apart Mike Tomlin's defenses in, in, against Mike Tomlin's defenses. He's 5-1, and one, 71.2 comp- percent completion percentage averaging around 315 yards per game 19 touchdowns zero interceptions 118 passer rating and 33 points per game so he's been able to tear apart Mike Tomlin's defense so you're going to need to not only control the clock like Mark said but you're going to need to be able to run the ball effectively and be able to get first downs and move the ball down the field and at least get points out of every drive and the one thing obviously against the Chiefs that they weren't able to do was actually get into the end zone you're going to need to be able to punch it in and I mean that's the thing I was kind of thinking of is you have to get touchdowns instead of field goals if you want to win this game. The only thing that's going to be beneficial in this one is the Patriots' defense is good, but they are nowhere near what the Chiefs' defense is on paper. See, but you you, you say that, and I mean, they're, they give up less points per game. Mm-hmm. They give up less yards per game. Well, the only thing that they don't— they're not a good defense. I'm just saying they're not on that— on paper, no, they're not they, on that next no, level. No, what they are is they're not sexy. The Chiefs' defense was just sexy because mm-hmm. they got sacks and interceptions. But, I mean, even then, they didn't average that many sacks. And, I mean, the Patriots are pretty much neck and neck with them at sacks. It's just that the Chiefs were able to force turno- turnovers. But the big thing is is that the Patriots, when they force turnovers, they score. They have the biggest points-off turnover di- differential. So when they when they turn the ball over, they're not letting their opponents score. And then when they do get turnovers, they're p- turning those into well, points. And the Chiefs weren't able to do that. And that's the thing. I mean, if you... Let's say the Steelers do exactly what they did last week, and they're getting field goal, field goal, field goal. You're obviously not going to win if you get a field goal, Tom Brady gets a touchdown. Oh, you punted on this drive, Tom Brady gets a touchdown. I mean, last week you look at it, Lamar Miller had 73 yards on 19 carries. Now is Le'Veon Bell a much better run? I'm going to say a much better running back than Lamar Miller. Yes, but the thing that the Patriots are so good at, and I don't want... I don't want this to sound like I'm just writing off the Steelers right away because I think that both this AFC title game and the NFC title game, these could be the best games that we see all year. But the thing that the Patriots do so well is they're so well coached with Belichick to where he's going to zone in on something. He's going to take something away where he might say, we're going to take Le'Veon Bell away. Beat us otherwise. Beat us when you don't have a run game. Try that out because now we can just ball hawk you. And the one thing that's really the the big thing that I haven't heard anyone mention is that people forget that in the first matchup when Le'Veon Bell was held to around eight yards or eighty one yards around eighty yards carrying in that game against New England, the New England Patriots still had Jamie Collins, who's one of the most athletic linebackers in the NFL. So taking him away from this New England defense, you know, Le'Veon Bell isn't going to be able to kind of wait patient. Or he's going to be able to wait patiently like he did against the Chiefs because against a, a guy like Jamie Collins, he's able to be so quick and get to you so quickly and at least force you some other direction and at least stall you back in the backfield. So he had eight tackles on that day. He didn't have any tackles for losses, but he was still able to constantly be around and constantly be uh, attacking Le'Veon Bell. So that's one thing that the Patriots did lose, and, and that's really going to be beneficial to the Steelers. And and something to point out with the defense here is uh, the defense of the Patriots. So, yes, they give up not as many points 
as, say, the Steelers do. But I do want to say that I think that's a little bit of a skewed statistic because of they shut out the Texans. You know, they were able to hold the Broncos and the Jets to three points each. These are not teams that have impressive quarterbacks. So I'm not, those, I mean, I'm not too, I don't think that's as impressive as it could be because I think that's bringing down that average quite a bit. And, of course, the Rams only scored 10 points on them as well. So Big Ben is a much better quarterback than any of those Brock Osweiler, of course, being the best quarterback of that bunch. And I mean the big elephant kind of in the room is these two teams met earlier this season. Yeah, it was a 27-16 win for the Patriots, but Landry Jones played that game. Mm -hmm. Big Ben was out in that one. So it's one of those, yeah, I mean, Tom Brady had two touchdowns, no INTs. Garrett Blunt in that one was the leading rusher who had two TDs. Mm -hmm. But Le'Veon Bell wasn't able to get what he was or has been the last few weeks and then you had Landry Jones as your quarterback. And pretty much we can just preface it by these are this isn't going to be the same matchup. I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we Deion Lewis is also back for the Patriots. Jamie Collins isn't yep. with the Patriots. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt's a little bit. Basically, that first game should be thrown out. Exactly. It's not even worth talking mm-hmm. about. Exactly. And plus, yeah. that was the Steelers at home, where obviously Big Ben is completely different away. He, you know, completing under 60% of passes. You know, pretty much one, one-to-one touchdown-interception ratio. You saw last week what he was able to do against the Chiefs. I mean, they were able to move the ball, but I mean, I don't think he had over 250 yards passing. Obviously, wasn't able to get into the end zone. So, obviously, Big Ben does struggle he's he's a little bit banged up still i mean obviously with that with that last play against the dolphins getting his his ankle and leg kind of torn around uh, he didn't look really too mobile against the chiefs so that's one thing where this is a completely different game and you really shouldn't be looking too much into the stats uh, of uh, of that patriots game and really the only thing you should be looking at is just how how is you know big ben being back and then being away really going to affect the page or the steelers i want to throw out this question it's one that just popped into my head that i was pondering really quick if Tom Brady wins this game, obviously everyone knows what that means for his legacy over on. I mean, four Super Bowls right now. If he can go four to Super Bowl f- wins, this Super is Bowl seventh wins, appearance. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. if he can go on and win, he can maybe get his fifth Super Bowl win, which would be the most of all time. We know that. On the other side, though, on Big Ben, how much for his legacy would this like? Of course, if I ask the question, this game. Whose legacy does it mean more for? You're going to say Big Ben. But because of that, why? Because is it only the, oh, well, he'd have a chance for a third Super Bowl ring. He'd be going back to a Super Bowl. I believe that the Steelers haven't been to the Super Bowl since they lost to the Packers. I think that was, what, 2010, 2011? Yeah, 2010, because then 2009 was uh, Cardinals Steelers, and then 2006, too. And that was a bad year. And I mean— Bad year. 2005? Because 2006 was the Colts. So, ba- anyways, basically, what I'm asking is, what would a win in this game do for Big Ben's legacy? Well, I think I think that Big Ben. I mean, you look at the just the past uh, conference championship games. You see six appearances for the Steelers since 2000 and 2000. Really, I mean, since the, since the start of the the century, you got 2001. Big Ben didn't play in there. 2004, then he didn't play in there. Uh, 2005, though. Uh, 2008, 2010, and then now 2016. He's been pretty much 
the third best quarterback in the NFL since 2006. And I'm saying at least, you know, accomplishment wise, because, you know, again, Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers hasn't been able to get th- that many accomplishments. You know, Big Ben being up there and, and competing in a, div- uh, a conference with uh, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and still being neck and neck with those guys consistently. I think that speaks a lot of volumes to not only the Steelers as a franchise, but Big Ben as a quarterback. But I, I think that, you know, he's always going to be overshadowed by guys like Aaron Rodgers and, and, and Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. I think this means more to Tom Brady's success because he will be able to take over that record. He'll be the first ever quarterback and first ever player with five ranks. So I think something like that means more to his legacy, where Big Ben, I think everyone knows that he's already the greatest Steeler quarterback of all time because while Terry Bradshaw did have four rings with the Steelers, Big Ben's a better quarterback than Terry Bradshaw. I mean, Terry Bradshaw had one of the best defenses of all time. He had a fantastic coach in, in uh, Chuck Knoll. So I think that Big Ben doing this with with Mike Tomlin and kind of the lack of weapons he had early on. Obviously, he had a great defense early on, but we've also seen him adjust to weapons like Bell and Brown. I think it means more to Tom Brady just that you know you, you will have the chance of five rings and seven appearances in the, in the Super Bowl. I, I think that something you bring up I, I like, that you talk about how Terry Bradshaw's legacy kind of gets a little overshadowed by the defense. Mm-hmm. I think that's exactly the same thing for Big Ben. I think Big Ben's legacy, really, when we think about it now— Assuming he does not win another Super Bowl, it's going to be he did really well early on because he had these great defenses up in Pittsburgh. And then later on when the defense started to fall apart, he didn't do well anymore. He did not go and he did not lead his team. He was being supported by a great defense. I think that's what a lot of his legacy is because you talk to people about the best quarterbacks in the NFL, Big Ben gets left off the list all mm-hmm. the time he's always getting left off the list he's always that kind of oh yeah and then there's ben roethlisberger because we kind of are past it we used to love that he like i keep saying big ben we used to love that he would not get hurt and if he did get hurt he didn't care he was still it, out there is it because he's been getting hurt the past couple seasons well that's pretty much i, mean, I think it's I, changed I, the legacy yeah i think that that really plays a factor because 2012 13 games played and then 2013 2014 obviously staying healthy with playing 16 games but now uh 2015 12 games played uh, 2016 14 games played and even though he played 16 games in 2013 and 2014 he's constantly been banged up and that's really mm-hmm. because not only is his offensive line been banged up but i mean he's just been taking so many hits throughout his whole career so i think that big ben's legacy is that he's a great quarterback he's just outshined by others because he does mm-hmm. fantastic things he's got a great arm he's got huge a great mobility for a guy his size but it's just one thing where you know he he just doesn't do enough to constantly be in the super bowl and constantly be in in the afc championship game but that's also because he's been going up against tom brady and, and yeah. peyton manning in the same conference and that's exactly what a big issue for big ben of has always been and will always be is that regular season it goes to peyton manning Super Bowls, playoffs, it goes to Tom Brady. So where does that leave Big Ben? Runner up? You know, he's greatest AFC North quarterback. Of all <laughs> yeah, time. like the, he doesn't have that one thing he can really cling to. He's just that guy who's like, oh, yeah, and Big Ben is a really good quarterback as well. Well, and I mean, I look at even the coaches, too, where it looks mm-hmm. like in this one, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, you know, like when it comes down to legacy conversation of Bill Belichick, another Super Bowl win would kind of. Just it's just a cherry on the top. Greatest Patriot coach that has ever greatest lived. coach of all time. But the one thing is now look at it from a coaching side. Mike Tomlin too. It's to me. I felt like Mike Tomlin has always had to live in the shadow of the great Steeler head coaches, even like a Cower, because Cower won that one against the Seahawks, and it's like 
even though Tomlin did win that one Super Bowl against the Cardinals, mm. I always feel like we look back to that old Steeler team. It's like, well, why couldn't you beat the Packers? Why couldn't you beat? Why isn't Mike Tomlin bringing this team to yeah. the Super Bowl more? I'm still asking why they couldn't beat the Packers in that game. The Packers were terribly injured. Multiple players getting injured in that game, and they couldn't go forward and win that game. Um, I still don't understand that one, but that's a different conversation. No, I think that for for Tomlin, I don't think that his legacy is going to be that big of a deal. And I, I'm sorry to Steeler fans in that case, but Tomlin really much similar to Big Ben where he's not getting loved. Uh, I don't think Tomlin really gets the credit he deserves. He gets the love that he deserves. People kind of just appreciate that. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's good. I'd rather have him maybe than, you know, most co- uh, most coaches in the NFL, but that's all I'm going to say about him. Exactly like Big Ben, where Belichick, it's like, yeah, I'll take Belichick over absolutely anyone. Tom Brady, people are going to say, yeah, I'll take Tom Brady over pretty much anybody. That's just kind of the legacy that these guys have cemented. Um, and I don't know if it's because the Steelers have not in this recent era had as much success as the Patriots or regular season as Tom Brady. I'm sorry, as uh, Peyton, Peyton Manning, Manning in the regular season. But they really do kind of go unloved in that case, um, even though they really do have a lot of that same success. It's just that they don't kind of finish it, I guess. Well, that's the thing. I mean, the most appearances since 2000, they're second all time with six. And they, in championship games, six. I mean, it goes Patriots with 11. I mean, 11 and 15. That's the reason they're being outshined. Mm-hmm. 11 out of 15 years, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick have made the playoffs. That's 73% of the time. That's more than Sam Bradford's completion percentage this year, which was an NFL record. So, I mean, 11 and 15 years is absolutely ridiculous. So, it's going to be pretty much impossible to match that. But, I mean, what they've been able to do is just consistency. I mean, it, Mike Tomlin's been the coach of the Steelers since uh, for 10 years now. And, and looking back on that, I saw that graphic uh, on Sunday Night Football, and I said, holy shit, like 10 years? I feel old. I mean, mm-hmm. Mike Tomlin seems like a brand-new coach. I always remember Cowher as, as the coach of the Steelers, and that just made me feel ridiculously old that you know most of my life, Mike Tomlin's been the head coach of the Steelers, but I just didn't realize that. And, and looking at that, I mean, the Steelers have just been outshined by the Colts and the Broncos because of Peyton Manning in the regular season, and then the Patriots have been just completely dominant with six straight AFC championships games and it's really hard to match success of that level well i think how we'll end this one is very simple what do you guys see playing out when these two teams meet this weekend what do you think is going to happen well i think an interesting thing to think about is the motivation here because you have a team in the pittsburgh steelers who really fell victim to ben don't break Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what the chiefs tried to do unfortunately they didn't win but uh in this situation they were saying we're going to limit you guys to field goals. Does that motivate Le'Veon Bell? Does that motivate Antonio Brown and Big Ben to actually go out there and score as many fucking touchdowns as possible? Mm-hmm. And then there's the other side of it, of Bill Belichick telling his team, you did not play well enough to beat the Steelers. You guys were not good enough. You have to play better if you want to win. Which one of these teams are really going to feel that motivation and go forward? To me, even though I really like a lot of the pieces that the Pittsburgh Steelers have. Uh, and even though I feel like I've been slightly negative on the Patriots in this mm-hmm. video, I'm going to pick the Patriots to win this one. I think they have the better whole team going forward, where I think there's just a lot of really good parts to the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I don't know if they have everything that the Patriots have to get that win. 
this game is going to really be won at the start of the game and it's really going to be whoever wins that coin toss because obviously there's you know what 60 minutes in the, in the entire game but basically whoever gets the ball first not, not even that it's it's whoever gets the ball first and what do you do with the ball if the Steelers get the ball and go down the field and score a touchdown that sets the precedent that we are motivated we can score on this uh, this offense and that's going to give the Steelers the confidence that they need to beat the Patriots in mm-hmm. Foxborough if the Patriots get the ball and it's a you know one two three passes down the field they score a touchdown Patriots are just going to put the Steelers out right away. But if the Steelers are able to go down the field and get a field goal and, and kind of at least get points, so you're not down right away, and, and then they're able to get a stop on Brady, you get the confidence. It's going to be pretty much whoever sets the tone right away, whether it's the Steelers' defense stopping the Patriots or the Patriots' defense stopping the the uh, Steelers' offense or the other way around, the Steelers scoring on, and the Patriots, it's really going to be who sets the tone early because I think it's going to be very similar to that Packer game, uh, the Packer-Cowboy game, where the Packers get a stop on the Cowboys and they're able to go, or at least hold them to a field goal, and then you know go right down the field and, and get a touchdown that really set the confidence to you know see that first half in motion and that first half if the Packers don't have that first half they're not winning that game so it's really about setting the 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 pace here and I think the Patriots will be able to set that pace Uh, I don't know if they're going to be winning the coin toss and getting the ball first but I think they're at least going to be able to hold the Steelers on 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 for a field goal the first time and then score a touchdown or get the ball to start the game and then score a touchdown I think the Patriots are going to win I think it's going to be close to like 34-31. I am going to hope and I am hoping I'm not I'm saying it that way because I'm not necessarily going to say, oh, this is going to be a great game. I'm hoping this is going to be a great game because of what you have. The Pittsburgh Steelers, the New England Patriots in Foxborough, and correct me if I'm wrong, you were the one before the podcast, Sean, that told me about it. When uh, Antonio Brown was Facebook living. What did Mike Tomlin call the Patriots? Uh, he said uh, that they were assholes. These assholes. He wasn't saying like the, he, he was just more motivating. Yeah. He's, he was, well, he's not calling the Patriots an asshole, but he's like these assholes have had a day uh, to prepare. And, and I mean, that's really all he said was mm-hmm. they, these assholes have had a day to prepare. We need to get our ass on a four four a.m. flight and and show them why we're gonna win. And that to me is is that going to be like is something like that plus like Mark what you said the. Hey, we didn't score a touchdown last week. We got to come out, score some touchdowns. Is that going to be motivation for the Steelers? Is the Patriots going to come out and say, and here's the big motivator, I think, for the Patriots, and it's what I've been saying all year, pissed off Tom Brady. It's basically been, hey, you know what, Deflategate, pissed off about the four-game suspension, has come out, been a different time, like a better Tom Brady than we are used to seeing, and that is why... I'm siding with the Patriots in this one because they do have Tom Brady. They do have Julian Edelman. They do have Deion Lewis when he's on on his game. But the Steelers do have weapons themselves, and that's why I'm hoping this is just a great game overall. Real quick, one thing that I did realize is that I said the, the Steelers are going to score 31 points. The uh, Patriots have only allowed over 30 in one game, and that was to the Seattle Seahawks, and they lost that game. That was the only time a team has ever scored over 30 points. So that's going to be a difficult, a, di- a different dynamic, too. Are the Steelers actually going to be able to put over 30 points, and how is that really going to affect the defense for New Let England? me ask you this, gut check time. If the Steelers do score over 30 points, is there any way the Patriots win if the Steelers score over 30? Yeah, I said Patriots 34-31, so I okay. think they're going to win. <laughs> okay, I, I just I just wanted to ask. Because yeah, no, I, said, I totally. I think, I think this game's going to be won on the ground for the Steelers. If they're able to get Le'Veon Bell to over 150 yards carrying, I think it's very possible that he will be able to do that. That's not only going to mean they're controlling the clock, but they're also being able to uh, control the running game as well and, and really control the clock, control the movement of the ball, and that's really going to win the game for, for, for the Steelers. If they're able to do that, they'll win the game.
Well, you guys know what this means. This means you guys come in. Let us know either down below in the comment section what you guys think about this game. Is Le'Veon Bell the key to success? Who's going to win? What do you think from the game? Let us know what you think about the Big Ben kind of legacy talk we had as well. If you're listening on Blog Talk Radio, obviously hit us up on Twitter. At Most Valuable Pod is the easiest place to do that. But we're going to move on into our next segment. And guys, we're going to move right from the AFC over to the NFC Championship game. We've got the Packers, Mr. Run the Table, just breathe and relax, Aaron Rodgers, going up against the Atlanta Falcons. And I want to start with the Falcons because... This is, I saw this on the ESPN Snapchat this morning as we were recording this podcast on Monday. Mm-hmm. And the Atlanta Falcon offense is the first offense since the greatest show on turf to lead the league in total yards with over 500 to- yards of total offense while per giving, game. Well, for, yeah, per well, 500, 500 yards of offense yeah, is kind of a lot. Per game. <laughs> okay. While giving up 500 440. yards over 16 games. Yeah, while giving up 440 mm-hmm. on defense. And their whole big thing was usually the top offenses in the league don't win the Super Bowl. The last one to do so was the New Orleans Saints in 2009 when they beat the Indianapolis Colts. So we're going to talk about the Packers, of course, in this segment too, but I wanted to start with the Falcons and kind of gauge you guys on, yes, this offense is good, but is it enough to bring them to the Super Bowl? Well, it's a really, really good offense. I mean, it's the best offense in the NFL. Probably since the greatest show on turf. Probably. I don't know about that. I I would be willing to say they're pretty damn close to it. At least. I mean, you, you, there's definitely going to be some teams in there that compete. But 2007 Patriots, 2009 Saints. I, mean, I thought you were just going to start listing like 2007 <laughs> Patriots, last year's, 2008 Patriots, last year's 2009 <laughs> Patriots. 2011 Patriots where Tom Brady threw 36 touchdowns and four interceptions. Of course, let's not forget about uh, you know your favorite quarterback, Peyton Manning. Peyton his Manning. His first year in Denver. His that first year in Denver. Damn good offense. Uh, Rodgers a couple years. Anyways. The 2011 <laughs> Patriots. The 2012 Patriots. Uh, this year's Patriots. This year's Patriots. <laughs> the thing about the Atlanta Falcons to me is when I was watching uh, the Dallas Cowboys tear apart in the second half, of course, mm-hmm. the secondary of Green Bay, I was just sitting there going, man, if Green Bay wins this game, they are going to get absolutely destroyed by Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Devonta Freeman. They are just going to run wild. On the, uh, they're basically going to throw it at Guncher every single play. And he is having nightmares every night this week. I can pretty much guarantee you that. So it's going to be awesome to watch. Total shootout. Total shootout is what I hope to see and what I'm expecting to see. That's the thing. The over-under right now is 61. If I'm a better, take the over Easily. I'd put my fucking house on the over right now. 61 is, is ridiculous. That means it's like 30. The that's like 31 yeah. 30. I mean, this game might be like 45 to, to 42. This is going to be a complete shootout. And, and like you mentioned, I mean, this is going to be Matt Ryan against this Green Bay secondary, and it's going to be Aaron Rodgers trying to beat the pass rush uh, of the Atlanta Falcons. If he could do that and just stay away from Trufant, this this is just going to be a complete shootout because you see the speed uh, of the Falcons defense, uh, Falcons wide receiver. And, and really, last, last week against, uh, I mean, it was really Saturday. I mean, last week I'll say though uh, against Seattle. I mean, Julio Jones was pretty much shut down. It was Taylor. It was Taylor Gabriel that was the 
huge star there, and and, and to, to Lofu, uh, their their tight end. I mean, that was the guys that were really moving the ball down the field against the Seahawks, and you didn't really see an answer for Jason Witten when it comes to the Packers. They were able to beat that zone uh, with short passes, and J- Jason Witten was pretty much able to go to the sticks, turn around, and Dak was able to hit him. So to Lofu, if he can re- repeat that as well, and Terrence Williams was really open in the slot for the for the uh, the Cowboys. I mean, Cole Beasley, I think he had about a catch for that game. But if you're, if you're using uh, T- Taylor Gabriel as your as your guy in the slot, he was able to get wide open on the Seahawks, and he'll be able to do that against the Packers as well. And then you're adding Julio Jones in there, who is pretty much your Des Bryant. And he, if he's going up against Gunter, who I don't know if it was really. Gunter just not being able to keep up with Dez. I mean, obviously, Dez is one of the best wide receivers. But also, mm-hmm. that first play, you got to remember, too, he got hit by Burnett, too. So And Burnett was out for most of that game. So if they're able to get back healthy, then maybe we'll see a different pack or secondary. But I even said that in, in the preview that Brandon and I did, for the Falcons and or for the the Cowboys and, and Packer game, I'm sorry that this secondary has been bad and this secondary has been atrociously bad outside of outside of um, Micah Hyde. So if the Falcons are able to set the pace early with their passing, that's going to be huge. And one thing too, uh, and we'll probably get to the Packers real quick, mm-hmm. but Aaron Rodgers was the last was the leading rusher for the for the Packers the last time these two met. Well, and really, this it's funny how you say the last time they met because in the playoffs, if I'm looking back to the last time. Atlanta was in the playoffs, the 2012-2013 season. The playoffs were one game away from kind of mapping out the exact same way this one did, whereas mm-hmm. Green Bay played a home game. They won They won in the wild card. They beat the Vikings that year, so they won their wild card game. They beat Joe Webb in the Vikings. That was a bad game. I still remember. <laughs> oh, great game. I still well, remember. I love that beat down. Well, how... PTSD wise, yeah. that is for me. I still remember I was at my ex girlfriend's house that day. Who, she's a Packer fan. She was a Packer fan, and all and her, before she all saw your parent, baseball. Yeah, all her parents were Bears fans. So I it's just like, oh, it was a bad household I, to even be in. I remember the reports like Christian Ponder's out, and everyone's like, well, is that Joe Webb? Joe Webb's yeah. going to be starting quarterback. Joe Webb won a game once. He did. He did. But <laughs> anyways, moving on though. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then if they would have. If they would have been able, and that's Green Bay, would have been able to beat Colin Kaepernick and the Niners that year. Atlanta, same road. They were the number one seed that year, so they got the first round bye. They beat Seattle at home in the divisional round and then lost to the 49ers 28-24 to before the Niners lost to or got the game stolen away from them, depending on who you are, from the Baltimore Ravens. And this game really, to me, comes down to Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, because mm-hmm. to me, Aaron Rodgers has been here before. He's been here before. He even showed last week how, you know what? I don't care how much we're down by. I don't care if the chips are against me. I am going to will this team to victory. I don't care if Jordy Nelson is out there or not. The thing with Matt Ryan, it's like, we know you're good. We know this offense is good. But can Matty Ice finally get over the hurdle and get into a Super Bowl. That's real quick. Because the way you phrased it, I know there's going to be Falcons fans because mm-hmm. it's pretty much like, oh, these three guys just live in their parents' basement. I live in my mom. I have a house at my mom's house anyways. <laughs> but really, it's more, you know, he's been here once before against yeah. the Niners. Just got to well, clarify. It's one of those mm-hmm. things where if you look at Matt he's been, Ryan, yeah, not even 2008, to 2010, and 2011, lost in his first game. And then 2012, the last time the Falcons had actually been to the playoffs. That was the storyline that he was getting over the hump finally. Well, is this the year? Is this mm-hmm. the one where, and that to me is. He got over the win a game hump. Now can he get over the get to the Super Bowl hump? And 
I'll be honest. This year, although Falcon fans, I will tell you, I'm actually rooting for you guys only because he's a Vikings I fan. I fuck want, the Packers. I want to see a new face in oh, the Bears. Super Bowl, but no, just fuck the Packers. You can just also, put as simple as that. Because it's one of those things where I'm kind of hesitant to pick them mm-hmm. because it's one of those things where he's going to have to go up against run the table. Ever since Aaron Rodgers said, yeah, we can run the table, guess what? They have run the table. We didn't mention this in our first segment, but both the Patriots and the Falcons, the home teams are going to have to go up against something that I believe Sean mentioned it, but both the Steelers and the Packers, They've been on a nice, steady win streak. But also, and the, that could be the Patriots haven't lost since the, the Seattle game, so they're on like an eight-game win streak, too. I, I forget the last game the Falcons lost, too. I think the Falcons might not be lost one. Lost to the Chiefs. Yeah, they might not be on a, a win streak that's over five, but still, I mean, they've been... I, they've, it's exactly five. It's five. So they, they have the lowest win streak currently of playoff teams, which is mm-hmm. five, which is pretty much like uh, something to scoff at, which is kind of ridiculous. Like saying. One, and it was only a one-point loss. And it was an Eric Berry like, interception in the end zone, too. It was like mm-hmm. something crazy mm-hmm. and like a two-point conversion. Something that would scare me if I'm the Atlanta Falcons is the fact that the Packers in these two playoff games have scored 69 total points. They are scoring points. And, you know, in one sense, that's the way the Atlanta Falcons are set up. They're set up that they're going to go into shootouts and they're going to win those. Um, But that's scary to me because you don't want Aaron Rodgers to be that hot hand that mm-hmm. he is right now. And you talk he had about four running, touchdowns when they met earlier this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. you talk about running the table and things like that. But it's just you don't want Aaron Rodgers to be going head to head with you like you did last time, 33 32. That's a little too close for comfort. Of course, you come out with a win that time. But for this one, a thing to think about is. Montgomery was not their running back. I was just going to bring him up. And you mentioned that Aaron Rodgers was their leading rusher. Mm. That's not a worry anymore. They have a running back who happens to be a wide receiver. He's getting more comfortable there. Yeah. Oh, he looked great as a Mm -hmm. running back. That's for sure. But he's very versatile, and that's something that's dangerous in that case. So this Packers team is better than they were before. The loss to the Falcons was the start of that long losing streak for the Packers, and we all talked about how Aaron Rodgers was done and McCarthy should be fired. So things are very different, much like that AFC game uh, where they're very different teams. I would say the Falcons are pretty much the same team. The Packers are a very different team this time, though. But one thing that game, too, that was right when Tevin Coleman was injured, so they didn't have the two-headed backs. They were running with Teron Ward, too. So you're going to have Devontae Freeman and and uh, and Tevin Coleman back there. And, and plus, this, this defense, as well, is kind of bolstered up. I see very two similar teams, really. I mean, you have... Dynamic pass rushers in in Clay Matthews and, and Vic Beasley. You can also throw Julius Peppers in there as well for the Packers. You have teams with you know run games that haven't been able to really push the. I mean, the Falcons have the better running game, but still at least run de- defense wise. I mean, you had a fantastic running back in Ezekiel Elliott, and they didn't get the ball enough to, to him against the Dallas Cowboys. And the Packers were really kind of able to slow down Zeke a little bit, and this, the Falcons were pretty much able to shut out the Seahawks running wise. They mm-hmm. just went away from their running game. So defensively, I you know they're not fantastic defense, but they're not bad at all. I mean, they're they're defenses that can win you a championship. Well, I mean, obviously you got the, the the passing attack from from the Packers. Really, the only place that there's you can see a clear thing is the Packers have a better pass protection and the Falcons have better running backs. Well, the main thing that I saw last week against the Cowboys, mm-hmm. and this was especially late in the game, where it seemed like they were bringing extra guys on that blitz, and Dak and the Cowboys were still getting it out to receivers, where it's like. That's going to be the thing in this game where if you're going to bring extra guys on a blitz, you got to get to Matt Ryan. You can't let him get it out to a Julio Jones. The only thing that might be different 
is we know that Cowboy offense is more short passes, get it out quick. This Falcon offense might be, hey, let's take the ball deep, which means Matt Ryan might have to hang on to the ball for the while. And one thing, too, I mean, Deck is obviously a more athletic quarterback than mm-hmm. Matt Ryan. I mean, Matt Ryan has been able to roll out and make a couple passes. Kyle Shanahan kind of using the the the, ability, the athletic ability that Matt Ryan has this year. He's been using a lot of more design rollouts and kind of getting them uh, outside of the pocket. But, I mean, Deck still has the ability to be a runner. I mean, we saw that in college. We saw that uh, that he was able to pick up a couple first downs. So you won't really have to worry about, like, the danger uh, mobility of, of Matt Ryan. So really... You don't have to worry about containing that. So the Packers will be able to bring more, at least at Matt Ryan, and force him to run out of the pocket and throw on the run. Here's another thing that I am thinking about right now, and I was like, ah, do I throw this out there? I will. With the coaches. Dan Quinn, this is his second year with the second year with the Falcons, second year as a head coach. Mike McCarthy's been in this situation before. He's the veteran head coach in this situation. Do you give, okay, we're going to give the nod to the Packers in this department because it is Dan Quinn's second season with the team and second season as a head coach? Fuck no. No, yeah, you can't give the uh, you can't give a nod to McCarthy on this because how many times has it come down to that last-minute play or come mm-hmm. down to overtime with Coach McCarthy a field goal. and the Packers don't win? And in this type of situation— to go back to that game before, even though I said you probably shouldn't look at it, uh, thirty-three to thirty-two win for the mm-hmm. Falcons. You know that's that's a close game right there. That's one of those classic Coach McCarthy Packers losing at the very very end when they just couldn't do that one last one because we all know that Aaron Rodgers is that comeback king. He can come back and he can do it. He can throw the hail mary better than anybody, whatever it might be. I I think it's kind of a wash because Dan Quinn in this situation too. It's not like he's never been to a Super Bowl. You know, it's not like he has never been in the primetime spotlight or anything like that. He's definitely got his experience as well. That's the one thing. I mean, you look at the you look at the three the uh, three out of the four past teams that have made the NFC Championship game. You see two uh, of the Seahawks where Dan Quinn was the DC, and then you see the Atlanta Falcons. So three out of the past four years, Dan Quinn has been in the a- NFC Championship game, whether as a defensive coordinator or head co- uh, head coach. So I think Dan Quinn really won't be outshined here. I think that it's pretty evenly matched because yes, McCarthy does have that experience, but he's ten and seven in the playoffs. This isn't anything crazy that he's doing. He just passed Vince Lombardi. Vince Lombardi only played ten, or only coached ten playoff games. I mean, Vince Lombardi, obviously one of the greatest head coaches of all time. He was nine and one in the postseason, but it still took McCarthy seventeen games to get uh, to the same place where you know Vince Lombardi. It took him uh, ten. So I mean. Mike McCarthy, I mean, while he isn't a bad coach, and you think he's kind of in the same uh, realm of Mike Tomlin where, you know, I would take him over most coaches, but he's not a a fantastic coach. Uh, I I just think that looking at McCarthy, I don't see anything that really bails him out. I think it's really going to come down to, you know, the Falcons might have the better coach here just because I I see a lot of promise in Dan Quinn where the Packers do have the better quarterback and probably the most skilled quarterback in the NFL. Well, and the one thing I find funny about this Falcon team is look at from last year, to this year. Last year they were a team started out great, 6 and 0 out of the gate and then completely fell apart. Yep. And then this year has been 
a NFC Championship, maybe even a Super Bowl run. Yeah, that, they're sustaining this time. Yeah, that's the thing. You bring in Alex Mack, and that really has just changed completely that offensive line. And now Devontae Freeman is getting consistent holes instead of like that first that first six weeks where he's just running wild on the NFL. And then plus, you got to look defensively. The emergence of Vic Beasley. Vic, well, Vic Beasley, a whole season under Dan Quinn, of 15 and a half sacks. He was a guy that I was going to bring up because we did have a comment, Mark, when mm-hmm. we talked about the – Falcons about two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, where we said, how scary can the Falcons be? We got a comment that was basically, well, have you guys heard of Vic Beasley Jr.? Yeah. And, Sean, you said it, 15 and a half sacks. We looked at what the Packer defense has to do. Like I said, you got to get after Matt Ryan. You can't let him get quick passes out. This Falcon defense is going to have some, I'm not going to say troubles, but they got a hard task to go up against, going up against to... I'm gonna just gonna call Aaron Rodgers the magician. Like last week, that play, that throw to—I don't know what was more impressive—the velocity on a wobbled kind of spiral by Aaron Rodgers to get the ball to Cook, or Cook's ability to—I'm gonna keep my hands in without my knee hitting the ground to catch it and kind of keep possession throughout the entire way. Let's just put it that way. That whole last drive was magic. The fact that Aaron Rodgers didn't lose the ball on that sack from Heath, I mean, he got mauled, blindsided, and holds on to the, the ball. Talking the pass interference mm-hmm. one where it was picked off? No, no, I'm, ta- I'm talking about the last drive. The last, the last drive, oh, the, last drive, the it, sack. Yeah. Palmed it in his yeah. right hand. I'm thinking I would have lost He got it. murdered on, on, mm-hmm. the, and, on that. You know, Heath just drilled him on the, on the back, uh, and he didn't fumble it. And then the next play is the Cook play where, you know, it's it's not the greatest ball thrown ever. Mm-hmm. Cook is pretty much like dancing, like trying to keep his his – Finger, oh. uh, his toes in inbounds, catching that one, and then the almost miss on Crosby, but they iced him. And then the the next one where it's looking like he's going to knuckle it outside, and then it curves back in. It was a ridiculous, magical, uh, you know, last Some drive. Some would call it fate. Now here's one Some thing: <laughs> when you're talking about the Falcons, uh, and and you know you're talking about the defenses, you're talking <laughs> about Aaron Rodgers here. One thing the Falcons do have a benefit for, mm-hmm. since it is their home game. Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be getting those free plays that he gets every game. He's not going to be getting those, oh, you, I got you guys offside on the hard count. Let me just bomb it. You know, let me unleash the dragon really quick. Hey, Falcons have pumped in a crowd noise before. Maybe they're pumping in for the uh, the Packers here. For their home game yeah. against the <laughs> Packers. Um, no, I think that's going to be obviously a benefit because Aaron Rodgers, you know, he is that magician like you guys are saying, he is that type of guy where he's going to extend plays. He's going to create those broken plays on his own. He's going to just tell somebody, hey, you, go over there, and they'll go ahead and do it. Like they're saying is that I think it was the last play of the drive, whatever, that touchdown, um, where there was not a play. It was just Aaron Rodgers saying, hey, you're going to go this way, you're going to go that way, and then you're going to do this, and I'm going to throw the ball. So He's, you know, a king of the backyard football. And these type of things, at least being the home team for the Falcons, forcing the Packers to be away, they're going to limit some of those Aaron Rodgers magician situations here because you just you can't let Aaron Rodgers be Aaron Rodgers and expect to win. That's another thing, too. You can't, you got to take the crowd out right away because you saw what that happened in Dallas. I mean, mm-hmm. you take out Jerry World right away, and then and that, that place was dead when it, when the, the mean, Packers took that huge they lead. Came, they came back. When... But, but, like, right away, if you take out that, that yeah. Falcon pressure and, and, and that, that Falcon home field advantage right away and you're able to put up, that, I mean, if the Packers don't do that in the first half, they lose that game. So w- one thing, though, I mean, you did see the effectiveness, at least for the Falcons, attack, or I'm sorry, the Seahawks attacking the Falcons deep. We saw a couple of great catches from Paul Richardson, a couple of great throws from Russell Wilson. Aaron Rodgers is going to abuse that, especially if it's Jordan Nelson back. Jordy mm-hmm. loves running those well, deep routes. That's the one so, thing I was going to throw out is uh, 
how important do you think? Do you think the Packers can win this game, and what's the probability that they win if Jordy Nelson is out a second week? I think it improves it, but I, I, I think it, it's a winnable game with or without Jordy, and it's really how, how healthy can he come back. Um, I think having him back at least kind of has that decoy where you at least have the threat of Jordy Nelson. You don't yep. need to go to him all mm-hmm. the time, but you have the threat of Jordy Nelson and, and, and the possibility of him breaking off a big play. Um, but I don't know how effectively he can be if he, with, with that rib injury he does have. It's important to have Jordy Nelson out there, I think, but it's not crucial. It's kind of stupid saying it's not important. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's definitely an important piece to the puzzle. Mm-hmm. He's always going to be. He's one of the, you know, I don't know if he's underrated still, um, but he's definitely one of the better wide receivers in the NFL, so you need to have him out there. But if you don't have him, it's Aaron Rodgers. He's the best quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's one of those quarterbacks that makes other receivers into stars. Uh, he's going to be just fine without him. He can win this game. There's there's not one of those things that's going to say, up. Oh, Without this, this team can't win. This is going to be the shootout. This is going to be a coin flip. You know, I think it's like 60-some percent that the Falcons win, but I think it's a lot closer than that percentage-wise. And Jordy Nelson did tell the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel today, he said, and I quote, no, there's no guarantees. We're a whole week away, end quote. So anything is possible in that. But before we wrap this one up, I'm just going to ask you plain and simple, just like we did for the AFC game, what you guys expect from it. With me, I am on the board of, with the last game, I was like, why? Well, I hope it's a good game. This is good. I am positive that this is going to be a great game, a great offensive game, because these are both teams that have, I mean, the Packers run the table, everything that Aaron Rodgers has been able to do. But both these teams last week came out and gut-punched the other team, whereas the Atlanta Falcons, it was like, wow, at least that game was entertaining for the first half and then just came out and just took the game over from the Seahawks, whereas the Packers and Jerry World were like, no, 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 we're shutting this crowd up. We're making this game ours. So I think that this is going to be a high-scoring game. Sean, like you said, the spread was an under-over of 61. I'll take the over all day, every game. This one could be like a 49-45 to kind of a game. Could be even more points than we saw the last time. And I don't know. That still beats the over-under, though. Yeah. 33-32, that's over 61. I, I'm not, I'm not Math. even. And with this one, it's tough. I'm going te- to tease you guys. You gotta, it's about a calculator, you gotta too. Check out, you got to check out our picks video to get my pick because I don't know who I'm going to pick. I want the Falcons mm-hmm. to win, but I did say whoever won that giant Packer game was going to go to the Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. I don't know who I'm going to pick yet. Uh, well, my, my Super Bowl winner... When I did my bracket before the the thing even started, the playoffs even started. The Lions, right? Uh, no, not quite. Uh, <laughs> the Raiders. They're still in it. Falcons are the still Dolphins. here. Uh, I had the Falcons winning the Super teams. Bowl. Still alive. Hope's there, so I can't really pick against them. I want that to continue. But I really do feel like the Packers are probably going to win because it's the Packers. It's Aaron Rodgers. He said he's going to run to the table. Hashtag run the table. He's going to do it. Um, but I really think the Falcons have a great chance of doing it and, and going in there. Winning the shootout, I just like you, Ricky. I fully mm-hmm. expect a shootout in this case. Um, 
And it'll be fun. That's what it's people love. Fun. People love offensive games more than defensive matchups. Yeah, that's 61 over. I mean, that you got to take the over on that 61. And, and if we're going looking at the spread, if I'm a better, I'm taking I'm taking Green Bay with getting five and a half points because I mean you're able to win this game. And the, the you know I'm saying 45, 42. I mean that's that's under three even if the Falcons win there. I mean, that's under five and a half. So I mean that's that's under uh, the, the spread right there. So I'm taking I'm taking the Packers and the spread. Who's actually going to win the game though? That's going to be completely different. I think it's going to be really dependent on the Falcons run game and then for the Packers it's not turning the ball over we saw finally the first pick in eight games for for Aaron Rodgers so I think if he's able to not turn the ball over like he did uh, throwing pretty much almost two interceptions both to Heath right there if he's able to limit that and, and play like he did I'll think I think the Packers will win but I'm gonna go that uh, home field advantage uh, takes it here and they'll be able to force a couple turnovers whether it's a strip sack or uh, or an interception I'll and take the be- Falcons and because we've talked about both games now I'm not asking her who you think's going to play in both of them. Obviously, you can piece together what we said in each. But out of the four teams we have left, what do you think is going to be, if you were like, put allegiances aside, these two teams are in the Super Bowl, this would be the best game. Let me put yeah. Let me put all my allegiances aside. Hmm, let me let me take away all of my uh, preconceived notions and fandom. Yeah, take the take jersey off. off. Yeah. Uh, Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl because I picked it even just before the playoffs, and I picked it before the season. And I think this season, I don't know if I picked the Packers, but, but I've always which, been, I've always been picking. Be the, which would be the most entertaining Super Bowl? That's what I'm asking. Oh, Rodgers, Rodgers versus Brady. Rodgers versus Brady, for me. Yeah, Rodgers versus Brady is probably the most entertaining, um, and probably the one people want the most. Uh, I, I do don't know. Think... I don't know if people want the Patriots in the Super Bowl again. No, well, I, they don't want the Steelers in the Super Bowl again either, unfortunately. The Chiefs <laughs> were the ones that I think people wanted fresh blood, and yeah. that's gone. The Raiders gave him fresh blood, and way Derek Carr had to break his leg. Yeah, way to go, Derek. Uh, so, no, I, I also think that the Falcons, either one of these NFC teams, I think are going to be uh, a great team to be in there because of, you know, offense, and it'll be great. Uh, I would love to see the Falcons get in there personally because I want a fresh team to get in. Uh, but shout-out to also my preseason Steeler pick of having them go to the Super Bowl. That's still alive as well. The Cardinals, they're not even in the playoffs. But hey, the Steelers are here. They you can met, potentially well, do when it. You said, Ricky oh, picked the Cardinals too. I meant a team wearing red. Well, when you yeah. said, hey, you, you, know, picked, you picked a red bird. Yeah, I picked a red bird. It was just the wrong bird. I made a mistake. Well, Falcons are actually blah, whatever. What, what you meant to say was, hey, you know what? I thought it'd be a Steeler rematch from before I meant the Packers, not mm-hmm. the Arizona Cardinals. But for me, I think that out of the any combination that you would have, the only combination I'd be like, eh, or the lowest on would be Falcon Steelers. But I would like that only because, like Sean, like you said, it's two teams. Like, yeah, the Steelers are always there, but they're not like the Patriots who are always there, and the Falcons are a new face. Well, that's the thing. I mean, since 2010, Packers, Patriots, and Steelers have been in the Super Bowl. Last time Falcons were in the Super Bowl, I was one. It was 1998. Denver. Been a long time. The Dirty Birds. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, with every other Super Bowl, you get a storyline that can hook me in. Brady versus Rodgers. You could get the rematch of the Steelers and the Packers going on. Can the Steelers revenge that Super Bowl? Hell, even if it's the Patriots and the Falcons. The MVP versus the pretty much should be MVP. There's that. MVP minus four games. What would it mean for Brady, like, talking Brady's legacy now, mm-hmm. wouldn't it be funny? And I'm not saying this would be the last one in Brady's career. It won't be. But if he started his career uh, defeating the greatest offense, or at that time it was their second time, the greatest offense that we have ever seen in the greatest show on turf, 
and then beating the basically almost the second coming of that or the closest thing we've seen to the greatest show on turf yet again in the Super Bowl, any of those three would be just stud Super Bowls to me. It's a shame the game's not in New Orleans. Just go no. complete com- full circle. Too <laughs> bad. Too bad it's not uh, in uh, New Orleans and you oh, two isn't playing the geez. halftime show. That's another yeah. one. Well, if it was in New Orleans, that's when uh, Favre beat the Patriots in his Super Bowl, his one Super Bowl. He beat the Patriots just in New one. Orleans. Yeah, 97. Just one. Just like Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Only just one. one. What did you say, Mark, about the I said, Packers? No, Desmond the, Howard either. The Packers and also uh, McCarthy in this situation, uh, they should be ashamed of themselves because they've only been able to get two Super Bowl rings out of two of the greatest quarterbacks ever. Two of the top five Brett quarterbacks Favre, pretty much. Aaron Rodgers. One thing that I didn't bring up was obviously Devin Hester was able to kind of revisit that magic against against the Falcons. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Randall Cobb actually takes uh, kickoffs back for uh, the Packers just because, and, and maybe they won't because they don't want him getting injured, but Christine Michael looked awful returning kicks, mm-hmm. and a guy like Randall Cobb who has had success before, they might throw him back there for punt and kick returns. Well, and the one thing before we wrap this up, the only thing is, when did wasn't it Mike Sherman? Wasn't Sherman the guy that was the head coach for the Favre Super Bowl? Yes. So it was Sherman and McCarthy. But yeah, but I'm just talking about Mike McCarthy in Aaron general Rogers. because yeah, 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 Aaron Rodgers all the time. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know down below what you guys think. This one was our longest segment thus far. So I mean, you guys let us know down below what you think of this game. What do you think of the Super Bowl? Which Super Bowl matchup do you guys want to see? Let us know either on Twitter or in the comment section. And now we're going to move on into our last segment. And, Sean, this is actually uh, – we're this is why you're here. here. This is why what you're are we here. talking about? This is why you were here. But uh, while you're here. And what we are going to be talking about is we looked at Aaron Rodgers in the NFC Championship game. But really I had one simple question. And, Mark, we're going to start with you. Oh, okay. I want you to answer That's this surprising. first. Can Aaron Rodgers become the greatest of all time? So here's the hard thing with this question. Um, the hard thing with the question is Aaron Rodgers will never get as many Super Bowl rings as Tom Brady. He's 33 right now. In order to get as many as Tom Brady, he has to win three more times. And sure, is it possible? Good math. It totally is. I told you, math is hard. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's totally possible because all he's got to do is play till he's 36. But let's say he just loses one. Or if he all gets right, one now this it's 37. year, so it's down to two. Nick, that's actually true. That's right. So he's just... For every time he's not going to win a Super Bowl at this point, he's not going to catch up to Tom Brady. Now, of course, he does have the benefit of saying, hey, Tom Brady's got Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. Like, McCarthy's McCarthy. good, but he's not Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. He's nowhere near that. And I think once Tom Brady is done, we're going to have this conversation of how much of it was Bill Belichick, how much of it was Tom Brady. Which is bullshit. And we don't need to have that conversation today, but... It's going to come mm-hmm. up, obviously. So Aaron Rodgers, that's not going to be a conversation. No one's going to ask that question. So can he become the greatest of all time? I don't think he can universally become the GOAT because he will not get the Super Bowl rings to do it. But with that being said, at their prime, if I'm taking one of these quarterbacks, I'm going to pick Aaron Rodgers every time. And Aaron Rodgers, unfortunately, has been in... Not saying the Packers are a shitty organization, but they're, mm-hmm. or, they're, well, not their owner, but their GM kind of sucks, and they haven't had the greatest of coach. So 
Aaron Rodgers has a lot of things going against him for as talented as he is. He's a better quarterback than Tom Brady. He's just not going to get the accomplishments. Honestly, I think Ted Thompson has done a fantastic job. Hey, look at the drafts that he's had. He's been able to bring in players. He just doesn't spend the money. He's just arrogant, though. It's yeah. the arrogance that that makes him be not not be able to be a great GM. And one thing you said was, you know, spreading yourself apart is the universal goal. No one's going to be able to do that. No one's ever going to be saying I'm the greatest quarterback of all time or I'm the greatest player of all time. There's still the discussion in the NBA that Michael Jordan or uh, LeBron James. A, there's not a discussion. Yeah, but like, you know, LeBron, but some people Michael do Jordan's make that. But you say that, but and I say that too, that Tom yeah. Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time, but people say Peyton Manning. It's just, it, there's no true answer. But the thing is, is that Aaron Rodgers is the most skilled quarterback I've ever seen. And I think, I think in the history of the NFL, he is the most skilled. But what separates Tom Brady from Aaron Rodgers, from Peyton Manning, from all of these other quarterbacks is his competition, his heart, and his his really his will to win. Because you look at Tom Brady, and all he does is win. 11 out of 15 seasons, you know, not counting 2008 where he got hurt. Tim Tebow. <laughs> 11 out of 15 seasons, mm-hmm. he's been in the AFC Championship game. Six Super Bowl appearances, which is uh, mo- tied for the most all-time by any NFL player. Four Super Bowl rings, m- tied for most all-time. He has the ability to win. And while Aaron Rodgers has all the skill set, you look at this season particularly, yes, Aaron Rodgers in the past eight games has been ridiculous. But he had to come back. And, and you know, in those, those first games, he wasn't all there. He wasn't trying. He wasn't really, you know putting all of his guts out there. He had the same team. His team didn't change. His team really only got better through through that period where, you know, Ty Montgomery kind of came alive, but he still had Eddie Lacy. He wasn't really showing that tenacity that you want in a quarterback. He wasn't showing that leadership. Tom Brady does that. Tom Brady only wins. And that's the thing that, yes, skill-wise, Aaron Rodgers is fantastic. Aaron Rodgers is the best skilled quarterback of mm-hmm. all time. But Tom Brady will be the greatest of all time in my mind because he wins, because he's constantly out there all the time. And, you know, Peyton Manning was was a guy who was always trying to, you know, always competitive like that, but he was never able to get the uh, wins like Tom Brady. Peyton Manning's the greatest regular season quarterback of all time. Aaron Rodgers is the most skilled quarterback of all yeah. time. Tom Brady can do it regular season, the, postseason, everywhere. The thing that I always kind of struggle with the conversation here, um, and, and I'm I'm a person who pretty much always says, by default, Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback mm-hmm. uh, in NFL history. Now, um, of course, there's guys like Montana that need to come into the conversation, things like that as well. But we're just kind of, we're kind of focusing on the modern era quarterbacks right now. Well, that's for this. the thing is I, I see Tom Brady as kind of that Joe Montana. He's going to have all that success, but mm-hmm. with the way the NFL is developing, you're going to have a guy like Aaron Rodgers who's so skilled, but then can you know really replicate the su- success. Tom Brady's not going to be the greatest quarterback of all time. I'm not saying that, but right now, for a while, he will be. Mm-hmm. I think that right. Well, it's interesting because. We're going to say, if we're just going to put these three guys in a skills competition, we're going to put them through the rigor, make them do these things. Uh, Three guys being Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, and Tom Brady. Tom Brady's going to come in last. I'd probably accept. I think he probably beat Peyton in a foot race. No, no, we looked it up. Peyton had a yeah. four point eight and the faster forty. But yeah, but, faster forty. But, but hold on, when are we comparing this? When are now. we comparing this? He's broken. He's old on the couch. <laughs> Tom, Tom, Bra- Tom Brady, a thirty nine, fast guy. What? Yeah, Brady had a five point two. Five oh two. Yep. Trust me, I, I think I can beat him. I think I can beat Well, him. that that's was something, something that I sent Ricky. Actually, it may, might have been a five point two. Uh-huh. Uh, but that's something I sent to Ricky. Uh, I was I was like a Vince Wilfork's forty because I was like we could probably beat Vince Wilfork's forty. He had a fa- five two eight. Five two eight. 
Vince Wilfork had a 502. So yeah. so Vince Wilfork had pretty much a 540. I was like, we could probably beat Brady in a in well, a 40. If, if Vince Wilfork can do it, why can't we? Exactly. Uh, no, I 508 was Wilfork. Yeah. There you go. I think that if you if you do it that way, obviously I'm I'm thinking that Tom Brady's probably not going to are not going to win many of those things. And that's the one thing that I always struggle with is I'm saying, well, if I'm saying that either a guy Peyton Manning or a guy Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback skill wise. Doesn't that make him a better quarterback? Now, this is going to be the mm-hmm. same thing because we're all music guys in the room. The mm-hmm. Beatles are universally chosen as the greatest rock band of all time, yeah. right? So, and I disagree with that, but right uh, now, Dream Theater is a progressive rock band that most people would know. That's why I'm going to use them. Or you can use Dragon Force, one of these really just, we're going to unleash our skills. So they're a more skilled band. Aren't they a better band? They're all better musicians. They all are showing off their technical skills. That's the hard debate. And I bring that up because obviously people get pissed off when you say anyone's better than the Beatles. So that's exactly what this is. Now, does Tom Brady benefit from the one of the greatest coaches in NFL history? Also one of the better owners, I would say, in NFL history? Yeah, he does. Well, let me put it this way and kind of to mm-hmm. take your analogy and raise you a different one. How many Oscars does Leonardo DiCaprio have? Uno. Would you say he's not one of the greatest actors, if not the greatest actor of all time? I wouldn't say he's the greatest He's not the greatest, but he he definitely is a really good actor. So the thing in the end, and this is what sports kind of gets Mm -hmm. wrapped around in, and when you brought up LeBron James and Michael Jordan, it's like this too. We get wrapped up in the accolades. What have you won What's in your trophy case? Yeah. And that is important. But, it is. But to, to quote Herm Edwards, you play to win the game. <laughs> you do. You're, you're, play, you're not you're, the only person playing to win the game. There's 52 other people now also it, playing like, to win the like game. If this was tennis, then yes, I would say put it all on that because yeah. you're the but, only one. But, Unless it's doubles. We're but talking we say that. Soon. But we say that. But look at the four quarterbacks in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Most of the, the, the four, I'm sorry, the four quarterbacks currently in the playoffs, most of those guys are top five quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers and Brady are one, two. Oh, I mean, sure. we, we always say that defense wins champions. Games, but that's really can your defense beat an elite quarterback? That's really what that's saying. Can your defense beat the other guy out there? Mm-hmm. In recent history, it has. Yeah, well, at least last. I don't know if Cam Newton was a great, well, was a top quarterback. It was that season, at and least. that's why when Mark, I'm not ready to answer the question that Mark said at the very beginning. But after Brady, when it's all said and done, and he retires, the question of was it really Brady or was it Belichick? For most of the success, we're not going to find that answer though. We're never going to have I think, a real answer. I think, I think we may. I think it's truly a uh, just a happy medium here because Bill Belichick can be the greatest coach of all time, because, and I mean, Tom Brady threw, can be the greatest quarterback of all time. Well, they threw Garoppolo out there for four games, and we were all saying, "No, nope, oh, if they, they didn't, got, two games, yeah, well, Jacob, no, three games because he got injured, Jacoby." But they, we were all saying, "Oh, well." They could go, they're going two and two. Fine. That even straightens the argument with Brissett well, out there. Well, can we say this? They that, go three and one in those. Okay, so that does that make Jacoby Brissett a better quarterback than Tom Brady? When no, Jacoby Bra- I'm, wait, 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 I'm saying when, give the credit to Belichick. Well, let's bring it up this way. When Matt Ryan or Matt uh, when uh, Matt Flynn started against the Lions, he threw for six touchdowns. Does that make Matt? Does that make it, it a Packer system? It's different when it's the Lions. But yeah. does it make it a Packer system? I'm but just, it was the Lions. But I'm, yeah. I'm just saying it was the Texans had a fantastic defense. Does that mean I'm just like 
I'm I'm just saying you, it's no, pretty much bring it up like yeah. oh well Garopp Matt Castle had successes Matt Castle hasn't had success anywhere else Garopp mm-hmm. Garoppolo is a good quarterback and the thing about Jacoby was mm-hmm. they didn't well no is it the point but is Jacoby it the system either. the hard thing about well and that's the thing if it's the system <laughs> is it the system that making well that's if the hard it's the thing about that it takes the, away from Tom Brady yeah the Belichick sense. argument always comes down to. When you take a quarterback out of the Belichick system, they fail every time. They always fail once they leave the Belichick system. Come on, you're, you're putting tarnish on that Brian Hoyer name. Yeah, right. What about that Ryan Mallett DUI? Matt hey, that's all Ryan Mallett. <laughs> well, Hoyer, the man, that's, a, that's Bears future quarterback potentially. <laughs> uh, potential starting quarterback for 2017. No, but every time they, they come out and they fail. I would not be willing to say Tom Brady would fail if we put him on a different team. But... We're never gonna know. We're never gonna know for sure. Of course, we'll never know if Aaron Rodgers would fail on a different team either. Well, and here's the thing with Aaron Rodgers, and it's what Sean said. We've got Tom Brady, who has the accolades, and we've got Aaron Rodgers, who is the most skilled quarterback. And the one thing that I do have here, a little stat from ESPN. This is just the last two seasons, but passing thirty yards or more in the final minute of the fourth quarter. Aaron Rodgers is 5 of 8, which is a 62.5 completion percentage. The rest of the NFL, 4 of 46, which is 8.7. Mm-hmm. What was that completion percentage? 62.5. And okay. that's 30 yards or more in the final minute. Of in the fourth. 15 seasons, 73.3% of the time, Tom Brady's in the AFC Championship game. I'm not saying like it's passing stats, but I mean, if we're talking percentages here, what's more impressive? The 75% career winning percentage, the 73% times going to the AFC Championship game? I mean, again, I'm not arguing that Aaron Rodgers isn't the most skilled quarterback, but you don't need all skills. You you can't get mm-hmm. by on just skills. You need the, the 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 mental aspect of a quarterback. You need the the, the really Aaron the Rogers heart as well. But really the, the the heart as well. Aaron Rodgers didn't show up for those first. He was four and six. Tom Brady hasn't been four and six but in, he's in his up career. When it counts. Aaron Rodgers. He's showing up when it counts now. But Tom Brady's always showing up. I mean, Tom no, Brady I, takes I, after, every single after game Aaron seriously. Rodgers said we could run the table. He's showing he's up showing now. Up. Again, I'm not. But Tom Brady has never said we need to run the table. You just accept that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are going to win and go to the AFC Championship games. Six straight times have gone to the AFC Championship games. I'm, again, I'm not saying Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers isn't the most skilled quarterback. You could put him anywhere and mm-hmm. succeed. But the thing is, is that Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time, and Tom Brady can still be the greatest quarterback of all time. They're just a perfect pair. I mean, it's like peanut butter and jelly. Are you saying that peanut butter by its own is you know, so great or jelly's by on its own so great? No. The combination together mm. make them so great. Because I eat peanut butter on its own. Oh, not jelly. So do you. But, I mean, you never put jelly on a piece of bread? No. What's I wrong with you? I don't eat peanut butter on, What's wrong? on its own. I yeah. can't eat jelly without the peanut butter. But I'm saying you can't put jelly on a piece of bread. Anyways, not— You could. But I don't. Different different discussion. <laughs> it's totally possible. But, because, but looking at him, Aaron, uh, Rodger, Aaron Rodgers has the mobility that Tom Brady doesn't have. I mean, Tom Brady's smart when it comes to mobility, but Aaron Rodgers is a quick quarterback. I mean, he, he pretty much has the right amount of speed for a quarterback. You don't want to be too quick where you think you can rely on, yeah. your, on your speed, but he, he has the mental uh, ability to really know when to. Tom Brady does that too, but Aaron Rodgers is mm-hmm. quicker. Aaron Rodgers... Like you said, deep ball accuracy and deep ball wise, Tom Brady's thrown a lot of very not spiral, very very wobbly deep balls uh, recently. And Tom Brady, that's always been a trouble deep ball passing wise. Tom Brady probably has the best short passing game uh, in, in NFL history. I mean, that guy can fire it and, and get rid of the ball consistently. But Aaron Rodgers, skill wise, is the best quarterback. But that doesn't make him the best quarterback overall because success plays a lot into it. If you're not succeeding, then how are you the best? Yeah. I, well, and with team with success, that's where the question comes in. 
is it all on the quarterback, or is that one where it's, it's also game. on the team where yeah. you need but Tom a team Bra- around But Tom you. Brady hasn't had the same team in 15 seasons. Tom Brady has done it with everybody. He's done yeah. it with Randy Moss. He's done it with Julian Edelman. He's done it with Danny Amendola. He's done it with Rob Gronkowski. He's done it with uh, Dion Branch. He's done it with Lawrence Maroney. He's done it with Ben, uh, Bar- ben Jarvis Green Ellis. He's done it with Garrett Blunt. He's done it with Kevin Falk. I can keep going. You know, he gets rid of Asante Samuel. You find guys like Malcolm Butler. He's still able to find Bill Belichick. He's still able to find players that work in the system. But who's the one guy he hasn't gotten rid of? Tom Brady. You know, if Tom Brady's like, oh, I'm going to take, you know, more money, Bill Belichick's like, okay, we'll give you more money. Obviously, Tom Brady's been working with the mm-hmm. Patriots, cut, taking less to, so he can win. But still, Tom Brady has been the only consistent player on this team. And Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft have only been the this really the only consistent things of this Patriot, mm-hmm. uh, really, organization for the past 15 years. And in those 15 years, they've been successful. We don't know if it's just because of Brady or, or Belichick or Kraft, but those three together have made yeah. a great trio and, and the Although, greatest trio of all time. I wonder if that point will come back to bite Brady later in those arguments of hey Tom Brady was willing to take less money to stay on that team I'm not saying that mm-hmm. is the way it is but I'm wondering if that will come back to bite him a little bit later something that um, something that I think is interesting too if Aaron Rodgers to just make the note of is that he has this style of I want to get you Offsides, which is not unique, but then I'm going to take advantage of it. You know, he does that more than anybody. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, there's kids right now He's watching Aaron Rodgers that are saying, that's what I got to do. And there's high school teams that are practicing that and how to do that. And college teams doing the same thing. Exactly. So it's just going to be interesting. I think that once again, this is one of those questions that does not have a right answer. Like you're saying, um, and it really comes down to how much do you care about skill versus how much do you care about their actual accomplishments? Because Aaron Rodgers is not going to go and win four Super Bowls, most likely. He's probably not going to get the fifth if Tom mm-hmm. Brady goes and he wins his fifth. It's probably not going to happen in that case. That's the thing. If I'm starting a franchise from day one, from from you know day one on, and I don't have Bill Belichick, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers because he's the most skilled quarterback. But if I'm if I know that I have a guy in Tom Brady and I have the same coach on either side, and it's Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady, and it's a Super Bowl game, I'm taking Tom Brady because of that heart, because of that ability to win. Because Aaron Rodgers has the skill, but Tom Brady is the full package. While Aaron Rodgers is more flashy, uh, it's pretty much like buying a Camaro to a Toyota. That Toyota is going to get you 15 years. That Camaro, that might blow, engine might blow out. You might go too fast, might not get the reins on it, and you might, you know, crash that 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 plane too early. Aaron Rodgers is currently at 33. You know what Tom Brady has done since the age of 33 to 39? Go to six straight AFC Championship games. He's been doing it from the beginning of his career, winning three Super Bowls in four years, and then now going to six straight AFC Championship games. Tom Brady has just been able to do this consistently. He's been able to do have one of the greatest seasons as a quarterback in 2007, be a unanimous MVP in 2011, win four Super Bowls, go to the Super Bowl six times, possibly a seventh and a fi- uh, fifth this year. He's just been able to do this consistently. Aaron Rodgers, he, you know, the Packers aren't mas- making the playoffs every single year. The Packers... Actually, when you look at it, they've made the playoffs they? every yeah. single year since okay. 2009. Well, well, but Aaron Rodgers has been starting since... Since 2008. So his rookie year, they didn't make it. Every other year, well, they've been in the playoffs. Year, it's, it's, that was his first year yeah. starting. I'm an asshole. Yeah. Anyways, uh... <laughs> But the thing I, and he's I would, a Patriots well, fan. He's not a Patriots fan. You can't would, expect him to Sean, know all that. I was actually going to bring that up. Where <laughs> whoops! Ever since 2009, uh-huh. they've made the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers. That 2010, 2011 season was when they won it. And you would say the NFC has probably had better teams. Well, and here's no. here's here's what so. here's what when I you look take at. the when you take the Patriots and the Packers out, 
The NFC is the better conference. Or take just the Patriots and the Broncos out. If you take Peyton Manning and Tom Brady out, then yeah, yeah. you have a better but conference. But I mean, look at the last three years, because the last three years, I don't know. Aaron I would Rogers, give. I mean, I Russell, remember that the yes, the you know Peyton Manning obviously has been a great quarterback, but he only won one in Indianapolis. He only won one in Denver, and he got. Fucking destroyed by the Seattle Seahawks. Here, can we put it since 2009? We're doing this, right? Yeah. This so, he's been 2009 to 2016. He's made it 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. So 15, he's looking at Super Bowl. I'm, I'm saying, really, the Super Bowl, we can really decide who's better, the NFC or well, AFC. I'm, I'm not even. No, 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 not the, just the Super Bowl. I'm saying that the NFC has better the one teams thing, to here, rival there's, there's, the there's more parity in the NFC. Here's exactly. What, and here's what but I want to But does that get make at. them a better conference? Yes, because there's more. Well, you have better you, teams in the AFC. If you have better Mark, Mark, teams I'm help to, to rival them, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to help your point. The last three years that Aaron Rodgers has been, and I'm counting 2016 yeah. as kind of that year, he's won at least, or played in two games. In 2014-15, he lost to a Seahawks team, and he lost them in the NFC title game. Which people were going to say was a dynasty. That was the Legion of Boom year. They eventually lost to Tom Brady because they didn't run the ball on the one-yard line. Mm-hmm. Then you that. have 2015-2016. Who does he lose to? An Arizona team that many thought, wow, this is going to be the team that goes to the Super Bowl. And this was a team where Aaron Rodgers, just to keep his team in the game, had to have a miraculous Hail Mary mm-hmm. to bring that game. I believe that one went into overtime a year ago from, actually a year ago from this date, January 16th, they eventually lose in overtime to... I'm just saying that there this? are more so, good teams in the NFC than this good year, teams he has in the to AFC. Go well, Real this quick, year, I could bring this up, He has though. to go through the Giants, who mm-hmm. many thought were going to be on a run, and the Cowboys, who many thought were going to the Super Bowl. Do you want me to be a complete asshole here? Yeah. Out of, you know, Every time Tom Brady loses in the playoffs since 2011, that He's team's made the, the Super Bowl. The team that he's lost to made the Super Bowl I'm because he's saying, lost to the I'm not AFC saying that there are game. not other good teams. No, I know. In I'm, the just being an I'm just saying there's more good can teams. I, in the NFC. Can I throw this asshole. out too about Tom Brady? And this is not me being yeah. an asshole. He but wears Uggs. What the fuck? He's well, not the best quarterback. It's look at his four. Look at his four Super Bowl wins. <laughs> Am I right? Look at his four Super Bowl wins <laughs> against the greatest show. The, on C- turf. the Seahawks. I'm going to uh-huh. say that's a pretty good win because they had a great defense. Uh, number one defense. The greatest show on turf. I will keep that as a good win. But right. the other two, Hold on. you've got a Panthers team that was, I mean, the, the Patriots handily beat them. And no, they didn't. Eagles they won on a field goal. An Eagles team that, that was, let's be honest, in that game, we knew that the Panthers were not going to win that game. Re- okay, first off. Jake won- DeLome was their quarterback. And Jake DeLome, and Jake DeLome was, was not a bad quarterback. Nope, he was not a bad quarterback. They got to the Super Bowl from- that year. And he's pretty, he's pretty Trent Dilfer-esque. I don't know anyone, about that. And, he was better than Trent Dilfer. did anyone expect I, that Eagles team to beat the Patriots? Uh, the Eagles team that made four straight NFC Championship games? Did anyone expect them did to they, beat the Patriots? With though? Donovan McNabb, four straight NFC Championship still, games and T.O.? Still didn't expect them to beat No, because that was Patriots. a dynasty. You you are you are forgetting how good that Patriots team was. Tom Brady led that team as a second-year starter, pretty much in, in Rodgers' 2008 year, right? In two, his 2008 year, that would be Brady's... 2001 year, where he he comes in and leads the team to the Super Bowl. In 2008, 
Aaron Rodgers didn't do that. Tom Brady led that team with no timeouts, with 121 left, down the field against Kurt Warner, against that Rams defense, oh, that and was, set up an Adam Vinatieri that field was goal. The, I'm saying the Rams yeah. one I'm keeping as a good one. And, and the Seahawks, number one number, number, number one defense when, when they beat them. Another the, one I said I'm keeping as I know, a good but, one. But the Panthers, that game was completely close, and the Eagles one was close as well, and that Eagles team made four straight NFC Championship games. Mm-hmm. Four. With Here, Donovan McNabb, McNabb, who I think we got to, we were writing off as a, 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 a who's a great quarterback in his prime. Yeah. Here's a stat, uh, just because we're throwing stats out there. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, 100% of his Super Bowls he's played in, he's won. I'm just saying. Tom Brady has won. He might have yes. only played in one, but he's won 100% See, of them. Can't beat that lot. And I was thinking yeah, about that. At least you don't have that point to throw against Aaron If he gets Rogers. back in, he'll he's guaranteed to win another one. He's 100%. So, hey, hey, 100 of the time. Well, that time. means Eli's better. Eli's two for two and zero, oh, and, and against Tom Brady against twice. Tom Brady. So how about that, huh? Yeah. Does that make Eli is better? That, is well, that going to be next to Tom Brady, guys? Yeah. Guys, we solved it. The universal goat, Eli Manning. Just Agreed. end the video. That, end the video. It's going to be next week. See time. you guys. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know down below what you guys think. Could Aaron Rodgers? Can Aaron Rodgers become the goat greatest of all time, or will it always be? Tom Brady, but thank you guys for either listening on Blog Talk Radio, giving us the download, or watching us this week on YouTube. Want to thank you guys for that. Hit us all up on Twitter at the Mark Weber at Schwarbo at Ricky Whitburn, obviously most valuable pod. Want to thank you one more time for watching or listening, and as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.